guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Beardman. <laughs> and the Bald Eagle. We and need- also Cool Breeze. And apparently I'm beefcake. No, hey. no, we, no. Uh, what? And, hold on. And welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> Brutus. Oh, what? You told me beefcake. Ah, uh, nice. we, we got you. I don't even care. <laughs> don't even care. We got you guys. Welcome. How are you? How's everybody doing? Good. Fantastic. Uh, Good. I wore a pink shirt by accident this week because I'm colorblind. But other than that, I'm I'm recovering. Okay. Oh, okay. we can we can definitely talk about that. Uh, I've positioned my camera basically right in the middle. I've got a screen here with you guys on it, and I've got a screen here with the live feed uh, for the live stream. And and I'm having a hard time kind of keeping my eye on the camera. So. That's fine. Uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, let's just get this out of the way. You can reach out to the Oxford Holy Club podcast. I forgot the name of this thing. On all the social medias that matter, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our handle is at Oxford Holy Club. You can also uh, email us if you're still into that at OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. And you can leave us a one-minute voice message uh, through the Anchor app. And the link is in the description for that. All right. Do we have a mailing address? Uh, We do not have a mailing address. A P.O. box? Do we have a P.O. box? We don't have... People, people still use email because um, the IT department uh, where I work called me the other day and they said, uh, Matthew, you have 4,000 unread messages in your Outlook and it's taken up a lot of space. You need to either read them or delete them. <laughs> so people are like, 4,000. People are still using that. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, I just want to give you a heads up. I'm trying something and uh, welcome to everybody that might be watching as we're, as we're doing this live. Uh, Lucas, can you confirm for me, are we live on, on the YouTubes? We are live on YouTube's uh, as last time I checked here. Let me, I was going to double check. I was closing down uh, apps so I wouldn't accidentally do something stupid. So <laughs> let's see if I, if I can bring it back up again. Uh, spelling Oxford wrong. That doesn't help. It's there. It's on YouTube. I'm looking at it. Thank you. It's happening. Thanks. It's happening. Thanks. Cool breeze. <laughs> Just Did you guys know that Lucas actually has a part-time job as a social media expert? <laughs> Not a YouTube stream bringer upper. <laughs> <laughs> Money well spent. Uh, um, hold on. If you'd like to use Lucas's services, uh, email. <laughs> Save it for the not a sponsor break. I've got something for this. Hold on. Hold on. Um, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Say say something again. Say, um, yeah. Say something again about Lucas as a social media person. Oh, by the way, guys, did you know that Lucas has a social media company? (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. Well, yeah, that was $2 well spent. Uh, Guys, I bought a soundboard app, and where my mic is, I can't see anything that's on it. So there's a good chance I'll be playing some really weird sounds during this episode. It's $2 every time you press the button. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's supposed your to be crickets. Your budget's already blown. Oh, <laughs> this is this is crickets. Oh, there now it's working. 
Two more bucks. Oh, like, uh, okay. Speak, like speaking people. of spending money, speaking of spending money, uh, Andrew, yes. you've spent some money on, uh, you've been, you're taking a culinary adventure around the world, you and your wife and your children. And why don't you talk take to us, us take, take us, take us the listener, uh, with you. What are you doing? Well, I just, I'm struggling on how much you're just trying to make fun of me and how much you actually want to know about um, the Munch Pack, but I'm going to just talk about it anyways. Uh, so I've always wanted to get one of those box, subscription box things, but they're all pretty expensive. But this one I justified because I thought that uh, it would be fun for the whole family. So essentially the Munch Pack uh, is all kinds of different snacks and treats from around the world. Yeah. Around the oh, world. Around the world. Hold on now. How, uh, how was, have you tasted Don't. Mr. Brownie yet? Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> was it? And how it, much it, of this chocolate are you giving to your two-year-old? I feel like this box is just for you. He doesn't actually like chocolate a whole lot. So yeah, my favorite is in this box here is the exotic uh, chips from Canada. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hold on. Pretty, I was pretty disappointed when I opened it up and saw some Miss Vicky's in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here's a Tim Hortons donut. <laughs> so the most expensive bag of Miss Vicky's. Oh, I couldn't figure around. out why you were showing us the picture, uh, Matthew, but it's because we're live streaming. I see Miss it here Vicky's. in our notes. Thanks for adding it. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was actually, you know what? It's a little expensive, but it was fun. What are you paying per month for that? Uh, well, after for this box, it comes with five treats. Uh, it, after shipping and exchange, it's twenty five. Oh wow, you got money. A full size thing of Miss Vicky's or like a, a portable one? It's a little one. Uh, you, you gonna, money to burn. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a good deal. I'm just saying it was. It was fun. It's, so <laughs> how how long are you locked in on this? It's just months to months. So I think yeah. we'll do it a couple more times. Just. Why not? I, I do like the idea. And it's funny when you said, I don't know if we want to make fun of you or whatever. But when I saw this, I was legitimately, oh, I want to make fun of him for this. But I also want to know everything about it at the same time. So I was like, like 100% and 100%. It's food related. I couldn't not do it. It's. Well, it, I've seen a, the latest new uh, like monthly box club type of thing. It's called the Winston Club. Have you guys seen this floating around Facebook? Actually, you probably, probably haven't. I have not. No. It's it's for like large men. They send you clothing every month for large men. So you keep up with the munchie pack, and then you'll and eventually uh, you'll go to the Winston plan. Winston plan. They're in cahoots. Yeah, for sure they are. Oh, that's fantastic. it's amazing though, eh? How like everything on my Facebook's like buy the Winston Club pack, and I'm just like, how do you guys know I'm like 400 pounds? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm interested. I, I've never tried any of this box stuff, uh, but I really been. I've been interested. Have you heard of Stitch Fix? Anybody? It's yeah, yeah. I they, think they customize clothing. They send you stuff. Is that the idea? I think so. Yeah, you get they you get like a personalized stylist. This is not a sponsor, but it's going to sound like a sponsor ad. Uh, personalized stylist that picks out five items of clothes for you. You you work with them to find your style. They send it to you, and you pay for what you keep. And then send back what you don't, and you keep you, you know working that system till you kind of find out what you like. I've really been interested in that because guys, it's gray hoodie and t-shirts for Brad, and I'm just wondering. Oh well, Andrew's wearing the same thing. <laughs> Lucas is wearing the same thing. Matt's the it's, only one here. It's your typical youth pastor attire. Uh, That's, you guys got it on lock. Fair enough. 
That's where we're going to start. We're going to start a youth pastor monthly order box. It's going to be a white T-shirt with a different colored hoodie and extremely tight jeans. And game ideas for like icebreakers. Yeah, an icebreaker game. Uh, What kind of canteen you got there, old boy? What? You got like some kind of newfangled gas can? Yeah, let's point out other people's things. (laughs) How big is that hamster? This is me getting healthy, bro. (laughs) Uh, the, yeah, this is 3.7 liters of water. That's what I drink every day now. <laughs> no big deal. I'm, I'm three weeks in and uh, uh, got a praise report is that I no longer Wait, have to what? get up to a praise report because I no longer have to get up and go pee at the night because my bladder's finally adjusted to this. <laughs> it's stretched out. I guess so. <laughs> well, that's weird. Um, you asked. I did, and I made a mistake. Now, Lucas, I want to toss to you, because you you added these notes at the bottom. I just tossed them in um, for catching up on. We're on we're on page two for those of us that are following along in the notes. <laughs> oh, so uh, this the question mm, I tossed to you, old boy. <laughs> yes. So catching up, something we still do that most adults have given up on. Things like loser. Cereal, watching cartoon. Sorry. Finger, my finger slipped. Okay. So what are some like kid things that we've given up on? Um, uh, I was trying to think of it. And, I, you know, I do think that some cereals taste weird now, but occasionally I'll treat myself to like a sugary. I bought a thing of uh, Oreo O's, which aren't even from my childhood. They're, they're just fun. Uh, so, but uh, I think it's it's video games and it makes me kind of bummed out. But like I used to play them all the time. Like, But... It's just kind of I have less time, and and I'm, the only time I play them at all now is is strictly to socialize. Like if sometimes like you know Brad and Andrew will be playing, and they're like oh, I can't chat, and I'm like oh not interested then, just because I'm kind of in it for the chat at that point. Yep. But I mean they 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 certainly had a good run. Oh, but isn't the question what something we still do? Yeah, he isn't <laughs> didn't and isn't Lucas the one that made this up? <laughs> Oh, if it's still do, then I'm going to go with cartoons. Oh, because changes in uh, video games. It's something that I still do all the time. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, cereal. Don't have time for video games, but I can watch all the cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk to anybody. I just sit there. Me and my ducktails. Well, this is what I'm saying. So what are you watching? Classic cartoons or like? Oh, yeah. I'm not new- watching new stuff really mostly like classics if i can get a, not not often but every now and then like over christmas i'll pick up like at a boxing day sale like a season of tailspin or darkwing duck tailspin right back there <laughs> and i'll watch it with gideon he's like this is the best cartoon ever this makes other cartoons look like garbage mm-hmm. i'm yeah. like i know right uh <laughs> you, you, know, you missed the golden age cartoon. direct quote <laughs> uh, no, I paraphrased for him. He's like, this is pretty good. Did, like, yeah, I know it's the best, right? Did you see that they brought DuckTales back, that they're doing a new one? I think we might have even talked about it. Yeah. Uh, and and the art style for the new DuckTales looks worse than the original DuckTales. They also have uh, put out a new uh, Magic School Bus. I don't know if you've, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yes, they have. Yeah, watched my a kids are of those. big time into that. Because I remember every time we get off the bus at home, you would always catch the last part of Magic School Bus, and then it'd go right into Grassy Junior High, and then it was usually time to eat supper. <laughs> I don't know if I was allowed to watch that last one, but Andrew, what about you? So uh, mine is video games, the thing I still do that probably most adults have given up on. But I will say that there's a lot more work involved in finding the time to play it. 
And yeah. usually it means that something else isn't getting done. Um, <laughs> like sleep? But yeah, well, that's primarily what's not getting done is the sleep. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm uh, looking at a giant pile of dishes right 90 degrees from where I'm pointing at you. There's a giant pile of dishes because I was, well, doing this uh, instead. Thank you for interrupting me about your dishes. <laughs> Can we get a visual on that, Lucas? That would be. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. Melissa, Melissa's not going to be happy with this. Well, but listeners, I, this, is, this is what you can hope for if you're a podcaster. <laughs> I would say that to, to say what Lucas said there, most of the video gaming that I do is, is primarily to socialize. I think that probably there's a little part of our, our friendship that still exists because we've played video games together for so long and we could communicate that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I would concur that Andrew, that's pretty much how you and I connected initially because Luke, I was, well, I was friends with Matt first and still am. And, but then Matt kind of introduced me to Lucas and then Lucas and I bonded over video games and, and then Lucas introduced me to you not just video games, video games and Stargate. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Brad showed me Stargate. I was like, man, I love Star Trek. I'm a big nerd. He's like, Stargate or Star Trek. He's like, let me show you Stargate. And then <laughs> nerdy I, friendship was born. And wow. Yeah. Um, and then, and then uh, Lucas introduced me to you, Andrew. And I think we bonded over uh, video games as well. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Matt, how about you, man? What have you been doing? What do, you thing, still, what do you still do? My thing is hockey cards. Still do still do hockey cards. But it's very different today than what it used to be. Like you used to go to the, you know, you'd save your money up and then you would go to the card shop and you would buy the whole set. Remember of like pro set. Maybe you guys were too busy playing video games. Yeah, I, I will cards. say I was collecting Star Trek cards, but go on. Uh, well, <laughs> my, my sports cards, I'm going to use sports yeah. cards, only came yeah. with gum. If they didn't come with gum, I didn't buy it. You didn't want it. Okay, so anyway, I'm speaking hopefully to one other individual that <laughs> listens to this podcast. But you used to say with your money, you'd buy the complete set of like a pro set or score or OPG or something like that. But nowadays, and but, but they'd make thousands and thousands of the same cards. But nowadays, you buy, like you buy them by the pack and the cards are actually worth a ton of money. And so like me and my buddy, Brian, we got into this thing called box breaking. You need to look it up on YouTube sometime. It's uh, pretty interesting, but uh, like we were pulling out cards and selling them. And like one of the, some of the cards were like 600 bucks a piece just cause it had autographs and all that crazy stuff. But yeah, so I, I still do hockey cards a fair bit. Uh, not as much as kids game, but yeah, still, uh, Still into the hockey. It's cards. just fun to have that thing where you get to like open up a pack and what's in it and like that kind of a, okay. So that, box or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But this is the thing though is then you would just be hoping for like a cool looking card that was mm. still only worth five cents. Like I said <laughs> today, like we opened up. This is a couple of years ago now. We we opened up a pack and uh, inside of it it was the card and the top half of it was Mario Lemieux. I don't know if you even know who that is, Lucas. The other guy was <laughs> this guy named Sidney Crosby. He's from Halifax, Lucas. And, uh, he's, so in that, he's in that game, Chasing Princesses, I think. Yeah. It had both of them on the card. It had both of their autographs on the card. And we turned around and sold that thing for 700 bucks. So, I mean, it's oh, exciting yeah. to see kind of how fun what? it is. Some of the cards you'll draw, like, Anyway, it's it's a it's a fun business now. But anyway, yeah. So hockey I went to your house like I don't know a couple of years ago, and yep. you I think it must have been Brian. I don't remember, but you yeah. guys had a box there, yeah. And you opened it that night, and 
I had known nothing about it, and I was so into it by the oh, end of the night. <laughs> okay, you know what we're going to do? Oh, you know boy. On one of the upcoming episodes, we're going to do a live box break real quick. Uh, last one. I'm into that. Well, that's It'll so funny. so exciting. Be- because I was going to tell you, I listened to a Star Trek podcast, um, which is not helping my street cred right now, but uh, on it, they started opening um, packages of Star Trek cards. Yes. Right? They've got oh, boxes. Them. And so they're opening them and they're going through and they're seeing, you know, which ones they have and comparing. <laughs> it's and- a mint Geordie LaForge. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, and it's, it's, it's not even like, it's not even the main characters. It's, it's like C-class characters that you would never even like, oh, yeah. maybe get a walkthrough and yet they get a Star yeah. Trek card. Yeah. Get their own card with like oh, a yeah. description longer than any of the lines they ever had. Yep. You can, you can look this up. I don't know how much it's sold for, but one of the most expensive non-sports cards that's, that's ever been sold. It was a, a card from the Big Bang Theory, because that show also has its own set of cards, but it had a piece of uh, Penny's dress in the card kind of thing, and it sold for thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. It's the craziest thing. That's ridiculous. Yep. All right. So, uh, we're going to do a box break in a few weeks. Cool. Buckle up. My, mine is simple. It's Pizza Pops for lunch. I, I'm just saying. I haven't had them. In, I haven't had them in forever. But as uh, as a kid and as a teen, uh, mom, mom would keep the freezer stocked with pizza pops, pepperoni, none of that three cheese stuff. You got to have meat. And uh, and and so recently, since we moved here, I was so used to just going home at lunch when we were in Oxford because we lived right next door to the church. And I, my first couple of days here, I, it was lunchtime. And I'm like, I'm hungry. Wait a minute, I don't have a vehicle. I'm a 20 minute walk from home or to home. And so after two days of that, I'm like, enough's enough. I texted Mandy, I've got to do some grocery shopping for the office. And so there's a fridge in the, in a multi-purpose room just behind me. And so I've stocked the fridge as a case of Pepsi and two boxes of pepperoni pizza pops. <laughs> so that's something. I'll go ahead, I'll, I'll go ahead and order you the Winston box now. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, it, I mean, Pizza Pops and Pepsi pair well with video games. Let me just say that. And and those three things combined are definitely taking me on a track to the Winston um, <laughs> plan. And video games is the thing that I still do. Although I will say uh, probably more than you guys, based on your answers, I also will play just to relax. I don't need to chat. I'll sit down and, and play through a game. But I do enjoy playing more when I get to chat and play with, you know, you guys. Um but I still I still enjoy video games and we'll still play, although definitely not as much as I used to. But I still get it in, and it comes at the detriment generally of sleep. So, <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, Lucas, walk us into a hypothetical, would you? All right. So, how would you change your life? Uh, how sorry? How would you live your life uh, if life was like a video game? Oh where my soul! On <laughs> back at home after dying. So I would do a lot more parkour. <laughs> okay, for caution to the wind. Hardcore parkour. I got. I got to be honest. I thought this was going to be super easy. Um, that you would just basically do anything, right? If you know you're coming back. But Andrew, you took the wind right out of my sails with your with the answer. I'm reading your answer, and if if I may. You may. You wrote this. I feel like I wouldn't change a whole lot because there would most likely still be consequences to your actions. <laughs> they just were there to arrest you as soon as you respawn. Right. I guess the whole world didn't die and respawn. You just did. 
and every everything that you just did is still there. So you'd have to- originally again, and, and I actually didn't read the question this time, but in my head, I, I there's a mis, mix up, and I was thinking more like Groundhog Day, where he timed everything so we could like rob a bank and no one would notice. But it's they're not reliving the same day all over and over again. <laughs> No, there's a bit of a flaw in that. Brad, there's two other people on this podcast that could do this part and not screw it up every time. You're you're struggling tonight, bud. You you okay? Oh, my soul. (laughs) So here's my thing is I completely misunderstood what he said. It's all backwards again. Uh, My original answer, thinking... What would you do differently if you could rewind? Would be oh, I'd be healthier. That's why I put down. I'd be healthier. <laughs> I thought you were being funny. I thought you were no, being funny no, too. I, I couldn't come up with anything funny. So my what I would be is I would be less healthy. I would just be like, you know what, pizza every meal. Like that would be the thing. Potato chips every night and for breakfast. Like that would be my thing. And then I'd restart and go at it again, kind of thing. <laughs> go through the hard <laughs> go at it again all the time though. though. Can you imagine? Oh my word! Could you imagine? Give me a moment. Just have an heart attack. See you in the morning. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back in like five seconds. It's all good. <laughs> so speaking of respawning uh, and and video games, because we're gonna this seems to be the theme of the whole thing. Have you guys ever played Goldeneye against Brad from the yes. N sixty four? Briefly. Have you ever done anything more frustrating in your life? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's the most frustrating thing because he'll kill you. And then he will be waiting for you before you respawn because he knows exactly where you're going to show up. Yeah. Oh, so. It was I knew bad. it was going to be bad before I even played it because he had this look in his eye like, hey, you want to play Goldeneye? And I was like, yeah. normally I'd be like, yeah, it sounds fun. But I was like, oh, I'm getting set up. I'm getting set up so bad. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Listen, I didn't have much as a teenager. I I needed something to to establish dominance. So when I when I moved into the apartment and there was three guys that had already been there before me, older than me, already settled and set in their ways, I had to have something to level the playing field and bring everybody down a peg. And uh, and Goldeneye was what I used. Well, and we were playing we were playing a fair bit of video games, but they weren't keeping us sharp because all we ever played was Hot Shots Golf. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that was a magical game. Th- oh, yeah. th- those were really good times. Uh, I don't, for me, I, Andrew took the wind out of my sails. I'm all, everything I thought of, uh, would come back to bite me the moment I respond. So <laughs> yeah, uh, cause I was like, Oh, I'd drive everywhere super fast. Right. But then, you, then you just crash your car and your car doesn't respond. So, uh, maybe I would, you know what? Maybe if I could respawn, maybe I would try some things that I'm scared of. Like I'm, I'm terrified to skydive. So maybe I would go do something like that because then even if there was a failure or a fault in, in the, the thing, the, the parachute, what's the big <laughs> deal? It's just me and a parachute. You can resell it's that thing. Like, it's things like skydiving that reinforce for me why God has allowed us to experience fear because it's, that's the sign of just like, <laughs> you don't do that. Don't jump out of a plane. Yeah. 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 It took me long enough to just be able to get on a plane um, anyway, that's another story. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for another sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does it ladies and gentlemen, today I present to you the American Professional Telecaster by Fender. Here's what they say. Deceptively simple design, Fender is guided by one clear, simple directive. 
Make Life Better for Musicians. While the original Telecaster certainly did that, and then some, they weren't content to rest on their laurels. Their team of mad scientists examined every component in near microscopic detail. If they were able to improve it with a new design or modern materials, they did. And if it didn't need improvement, they left that alone. Don't fix what ain't broke, folks. When the wood chips and solder fumes settled, what was left was the professional American Telecaster. Everything you need to play your best. Now I have my own Telecaster. And let me tell you something, folks. It is buttery smooth. And that tone, well, you're hearing it in some of this song. The features, well, let's talk about those. There's two Tim Shaw-designed V-Mod single-coil Telecaster pickups, a new bridge with compensated brass barrel saddles for better intonation. They've, they've fine-tuned the neck. They've made the frets easier for bending, folks. And you know what? In my opinion, nobody does it better at giving me that sweet tele-tone and design than Fender American Professional nobody Telecaster, not a sponsor. All right. Andrew did a lot of the legwork on this one, so thank you, Andrew, for getting on there first. Uh, but we're going to move into our questions Christians are asking uh, portion of the show. And again, just for, if you're coming on for the first time, we're going through a list of 10 different questions that uh, it, that Christians are asking, and then we're just we're answering them to the best of our ability. But we're not doing a, I don't know about you guys, we're not doing a ton of research. I think we're still kind of just coming at them Um you know, you can use your Bible and Google and your mind and, and all that kind of stuff. But, and I see Lucas is adjusting our notes. Uh, so the question that we have before us is, how can I find forgiveness? Uh, this is an important question I think a lot of people are asking. Uh, guys, anybody want to take a, a jump at this? Oh, I'll start because... My words are first. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I basically said, like, assuming our, the question is asking, how can I find forgiveness from God? Is that kind of where we're going with this? Yeah, yeah. These All the questions are kind of are related to, to God and, and the Christian faith. So that would be fair. So essentially, you know, we know that we're forgiven from our sins because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And I just found this verse, Matthew 26, 28. It says, this is, you know, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And, you know, that's Jesus, you know, the last supper kind of thing, mm -hmm. explaining what that meant. Uh, you know, we are for forgiven because of what Jesus did for us. Right. Uh, and for me, understanding that is the easy part. And, but for me, if I'm being really honest, I feel like the struggle with finding forgiveness is actually forgiving yourself and trusting that God could actually forgive you for the things that you've done. You know, it's easy to, it's not easy to let something go. Um, God is capable and does that for us. He lets it go when we ask for forgiveness. But as a human, it's hard to let that baggage go. And, and I feel like that's the, the main question is how do you, how do you find forgiveness by accepting that forgiveness, uh, forgiving yourself, really? Hmm. I'll play off that because I mean, the, uh, the whole, the whole struggle with forgiving yourself Ultimately, what it comes down to are one of two or both things is shame and guilt. Those are the two things sure. that you struggle with. So to make it relevant to what I do, so we deal with guys who, who uh, are in rehabilitation from drug and alcohol use and abuse. And with them, 
that is often when they start to, their mind starts to clear and they start to really grasp onto this idea of what it means uh, to live for Christ and to have him live in them. Um, that is the biggest hurdle is this idea of now looking back and seeing all the damage that's been caused mm. by their actions, by their sin, by their, whatever it looks like is how do they overcome the shame that's, that's attached to that, you know, which when in the addiction piece, they didn't feel that, you know, you know, very, or very rarely. And if they did begin to feel guilt or shame, they would just medicate themselves again and yeah. would not feel. And so that's the biggest hurdle. And so, Again, for us, I mean, it's not like this is the, hey, ABC and you're free. Uh, but what the idea is, is bringing them to a point of understanding, yes, of course, what Jesus did for you, but understanding the character of God and and in his consistency in that and looking at examples from the Bible, examples of, of people who've come before them and done our program or who've shared their story and testimony and the freedom they've been able to find because of that forgiveness. And I agree with Andrew that as it's, it's huge. I mean, Christ's Christ's forgiveness comes freely. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in that, it kind of brings us back to last week's conversation of, of it's the faith piece that will allow you to get to the forgiveness piece. Um, But then that forgiving self and getting over that shame and guilt that takes time. And, and sometimes that takes a lot of work. I mean, on all levels, spiritual, emotional, mental it's it's uh it's a big job but it's doable it's absolutely doable yeah yeah you're right lucas i, I think it's uh it's it helps too to think about you know the relationship is you know god the father and we think you know we're all fathers and to think about you know when our when our kid messes up we're you know we can be disappointed we can be angry we can be annoyed you know kids do all kinds of dumb stuff all the time um but we're never I'm never going to be wanting, I never want to withhold forgiveness. Like, you know, even if they, even if I'm kind of ticked at them for something they've done, mm-hmm. I'm always looking to forgive them. And so uh, some people just don't think that they're worthy of forgiveness and you don't know who I am. You don't know what I've done, but it's, it's, that's because they're making it about themselves uh, instead of making it about, you know, the God who's going to forgive them and who, who wants that, who wants that restoration of relationship. I really like that, Lucas. Like, cause I, just the father son deal, you know, I never want to be mad at my son. I never mm-hmm. want to, you know, I don't want to hold on to that anger. It's not, you know, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. You want, you want to forgive and it's pretty easy to forgive when you know the forgiveness is wanted. Right. Yeah. There, there's an awful lot that we could talk about in regards to forgiveness. And Andrew, you be, you were, you were just kind of on the cusp of talking about, um, withholding forgiveness and what that could look like. While it doesn't really relate specifically to the question, we've talked about, you know, forgiving others. When I read this question and I saw your notes, Andrew, I knew that that we would have a conversation that would hit on all these points in relation to forgiveness. Um, the one that I wanted to toss in too is when you do find that forgiveness, <clears throat> uh, a lot of times what we will do is we might bring something to God and ask for forgiveness for it. And... and and the Bible says in Psalm 103, 12, it says, as far as the East is from the West, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. One of the great things, and I'm so thankful for it, is that my sin that's been covered and forgiven has been forgotten. As far as the East is from the West, that's how far you know he's removed our transgressions from us. The problem is, and we touched on it, is... Uh, is forgiving ourselves 
you know, God's forgiven us, but oftentimes we hold on to that. And Matt, you hit on it, shame and, and sin. And even people that aren't in addiction, but are dealing with sin in their life and they come to Christ, they find forgiveness. They still will live maybe in that, that space where they have that shame and, and all that. But then my, my brain went to this part um, about once we found forgiveness, we've received forgiveness, our sins are removed then what? That was, my question was, okay, what comes after that? And a couple of scriptures jumped out at me, guys, and, and I'm not sure if there's any, if there's anything with this, but I'll toss it out and we can see what, what sticks. And Jesus is talking in Matthew 6, 14, he says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. On the surface, that can almost make it sound like our forgiveness is conditional upon forgiving others. What do you think about that? Hmm. Well, I think a lot of times in scripture, it'll talk about, you know, the, like, who are you? Like, you know, that, that, that servant, well, I guess that's your next point there, the parable of the unforgiving servant, you know, whereas, you know, this, this King forgives a guy like billions of dollars worth of debt. And then that guy turns around and he's looking for like a thousand bucks from the other servant. And, you know, and when he's been forgiven so much, he won't forgive. And I think we are called upon to forgive others because essentially who are we to not forgive when we've been forgiven of so much, you know, and the other guy didn't did something stupid to you. And, right. but you know, we, we know what we've done. Like we know our sin. Right. Uh, and it's nothing in comparison to whatever. I want to make it clear. I'm not saying there's any amount of work that we could ever do that would earn our salvation and earn the forgiveness that Christ gives us. Uh, however, what I am saying though, is that we are responsible and will be accountable for what we've done with the forgiveness that we've been given. Mm-hmm. And and I think scripture makes it super clear that as we've been forgiven, we need to go out and forgive others. And and the Bible says it in other places, and, and you you already alluded to it, um, Matthew 18, 21 to 35 is the parable of the unforgiving servant. And you already, you said the whole story, but a servant was forgiven a ton of, a ton of stuff. Man, if I look back at my life, how much I've been forgiven, um, there was an awful lot. And then, it is on me then to go out and as I've been forgiven, forgive others, mm-hmm. which isn't easy. I will say this, and maybe this is just me. I, maybe I'm too dumb to hold a grudge. I've, all, I've, never, I, I've never been able to really hold a grudge for a long time. And that's not been something that I've ever really had to deal with. But I do know that there are people that it seems harder to be able to let go. Am I wrong in that? Nope. <laughs> Definitely not wrong. I know what you mean in that. Yeah. So what do you think that means for us then as Christians? If we've been forgiven, but we're having a hard time forgiving, what what should we do, fellas? I'm tossing that out for some consideration. So I think this kind of goes along with it. But if not, one of you will be smart enough to pull us back in. Uh, One of my favorite stories of forgiveness. We're pulling it back in. (laughs) One of my favorite stories of forgiveness in the Bible is the story of Joseph. And, you know, essentially his brothers betray him and sell him into slavery and all kinds of ups and downs. But when his brothers finally come back to him uh, and they realize, you know, oh, this is Joseph, we're, we're done for kind of thing. He essentially says, I forgive you. Don't worry about it. You know, this was all part of God's plan to get us to this point. And I just find that I love that comment of you know this is don't worry about it i forgive you this is part of god's plan 
um, he had that understanding of the discernment to recognize, you know, he, he needed to go through those things to get to that moment. And uh, in terms of forgiveness, you know, I think we need to be able to, to look at those situations and not that every time we are wronged or anything, it's God working out a plan, but it's just being able to look at the situation and, and understand why it happened. And mm-hmm. is there um, something that we can take from that that's positive? I think I'd add even onto that is the idea that when we are wronged or when everything's seem to be going against us that, yeah, we, you should never jump to this assumption of, well, God is doing this, but instead very much so believe, but God can use this. Right. Yeah. Of, you know, this is, this is what makes him who he is in the way that I'm, I'm seeing no out or I'm not seeing how this could ever be positive, but he will and consistently does it over and over again, use it to glorify himself. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in the, through that, it's to our benefit, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I well, think that's a part of it. I'm going to do a horrible paraphrase here, but, um, what does he say? Um, that he'll work all things to good to those who are called according to his purpose. Um, do you know this, you know, the scripture I'm, I'm referencing? Sounds about right. Sound, sounds good to me. I mean, well, I would, I wouldn't well, call you on it. Well, no, the, the, the trouble with that scripture is people, people will read just a portion and go, Oh, God works all things out for good. And then they stop right there. But then it says to those that are called according to his purpose. And so it's, you know, if you're, if you're walking in the will and the center of God's plan for your life, not a, if you're, if you're walking in disobedience and rebellion, then you are kind of, right. You, you know, can God turn that around? Yeah. I mean, has God used the, the nasty, trashy things from my life? A hundred percent. Um, But for those that are, you know, like Matt was saying, there's, there's an opportunity when you, when you're having a hard time, you you know, are you walking in the center of God's will? Well then trust that he will work those things out for, for good um, because you're called according to his purpose. Life isn't always easy guys. People aren't always easy to love. Um, And you've heard this saying, and we've talked about it here before, but if, if you're, you know, on the idea of unforgiveness in our hearts, um, living with unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Right. Uh, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's giving people power over us that they ought not have, and uh, and they don't even some, in most cases don't even realize that they have. Uh, what right. do you got, Lucas? Oh, I see Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. That's that is now your job. <laughs> <laughs> Scripture hunter. He can't, oh. handle, he can't handle the one he has now. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You got Don't it. Don't add on. Don't add on. <laughs> Guys, um, no. is there anything else that we'd like to toss in? The original question was, how can I find forgiveness? I mean, forgiveness is found in Jesus, which is a very Sunday school answer. What does that look like? I, think- I would even challenge you to say forgiveness is <laughs> for whatever this is worth. Forgiveness is fine. But repentance is far more critical. Absolutely. Well, can you find forgiveness without repentance? Uh, 
I guess my one of the reasons why I, I tossed yes in, one of the reasons why I tossed in the whole thing about how we forgive others is because Christ cuts through the crap and gets right to our heart. Yes, like He knows where our heart really is. So you know, for instance, you got the person that's intentions, intentions, and all. Right. So yeah. you, you get the person that's living in this sin and forgive, sin. You know, like sin and forgive, sin and forgive. Well, that's not repentance. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's the person that, that is continually. Yeah, I do, uh, uh, but I it's okay. believe. Sorry. I also believe though, that someone could come in genuine repentance. Yeah. And find themselves back in that same spot. Totally agree. Yep. To- totally with you. Yeah. Uh, it's just conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what did you feel like I challenged you? There? Not at all, <laughs> you dummy. No, the uh, the yeah, I I think <laughs> I yeah yeah, and it's because I've seen it. I've seen it where, and of course, I can't say that I've seen it, but I I think I've seen it because you don't you never know uh, an individual's heart, sure, and what they're you know what I mean. But I mean, I've I've seen guys, of course, who have just been passionately wholeheartedly what appears to be in this mode of repentance, forgiveness, then repentance. And then they do find themselves back there again. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm relating this back to addiction. Okay. And that's yeah, yeah. the trap that's within that. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that absolutely that uh, it can happen over and over again, but, but not for a minute. Should we think that we could fool God it, when the thought is like, Ah, uh, you know what? I really do want to do this. I know God's gonna forgive me it's, when I ask Him. That's <laughs> right? what that's what I'm talking <laughs> so, about. So I'm gonna go ahead and do this, right. and I'm just gonna pray about it later. You know, right. <laughs> see, that, and it's and that's just the way. And I mean, if we're being honest, all four of us have done that. Of course, some we have. in our yeah. life. No, right? no, let, that's the thing of it. Let's not lie yeah. and then have to get forgiveness for that. Of course, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew hasn't admitted yet. Admit it, Andrew. Admit it. <laughs> Um, not sheepishly. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if that took us off track, but this idea of forgiveness, great. Well, uh, repentance, greater. No. Uh, you know what? Um, let's make let's make it super clear in relation to forgiveness and repentance. Um, you know, the grace of God is is there in 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 this equation. Yeah. And. Um, Paul says it in Romans 6, and he says, uh, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Well, of course not, right? When we receive forgiveness and we repent, the, the whole purpose is that we would then grow and, and mature as a Christian. Um, if, if we do stumble, and you know, Matt, you talked about it, there is grace. God has grace uh, for us in, in that, but um, I would rather I would rather stop sinning so that grace doesn't have to abound in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would I would rather be transformed um, every day. Now I'm certainly not perfect. I will say that and and still sin and I don't want to. And thank you, Lord, for your grace. Um, anyway, and thank you for your forgiveness, guys. How are we doing? Oh, I see someone's. There's a note that's happening here. Andrew, did you have something you wanted to toss in? Uh, are we segueing out? Well, you, you, conversation? you added a bold note. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't supposed to be bold. It was just supposed to be, uh, unbolded. 
I, I assumed by the fact that you bolded the note and increased the font so much <laughs> that we were to talk about Matt's background. I want Matt. Matt gave us a tour of his background, but he hasn't given it to to the listeners. That's the what walkers. you were thinking of while we were talking about this. I thought you meant his background in addiction, or maybe his background in the church. Oh, I hundred percent thought he, yeah. he meant the actual background. Brad was essentially closing that section in prayer, and all you could think about was <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. My, my trees. I taught that. No, no, no! Don't I, ruin your background. Don't oh, ruin sorry. your tour yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, let's let hold on. There's I've got to have a sound bite for this. That's why I asked if we were segueing out. I just thought it was weird that you were like, "All right, let's talk about his background now." <laughs> oh, I thought it was weird that never mind. <laughs> but I I did think it was interesting because I never thought about this how Matt would have such an interesting perspective on this question. Yeah. Yes. So has he have you really talked about what your job is before? Uh, yeah, we have. Like, like yeah, like fifteen or twenty episodes ago, I think I was on for one. We'll encourage you to go back and listen to that if you'd like to get the Check skinny the on, catalog on Matt. Yeah, yeah. Brad, we'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, well, um, we'll see. But the uh, uh, but yeah, Lucas. All right. Just before we talk about this, there's one thing I need to get off my chest. I listened to the last episode of the podcast. In that podcast, you told a story that we were on the fence about whether or not you were going to keep in. You ended up taking it out, but then I referenced that story at least three more times during the podcast. Apropos, <laughs> so if I sound like a complete like making little comments that don't make any sense, they they were awesome, hilarious jokes until Brad pulled that seven minutes out. What was the story? What did I miss? Well, no, no, don't do that. Don't do it again because we'll start throwing to it. And look eventually, like eventually, when we have like uh, you know like a Patreon section, then you can that'll be like the extra bonus content. You can get the full story. Right. All right. Know. We we need to get moving, guys. Um, Matt, give us a very quick tour of your background. What's happening there? Which this should have happened at the very beginning. Yeah. This is I, so. What I've got going here <laughs> is uh, some trees. Everybody see representing. These? So there's a large tree. And there's three smaller trees. And if you can tell by the artistic detail, they're oak trees. And uh, that's representative of the Prince of... That was a, that was a complete <laughs> slip of my thumb on the soundboard. Doubt it. No, yeah. I swear. This is the representative of the... <laughs> unbelievable. Of the Prince Edward Island flag, which is where I was born and raised. <laughs> Uh, Brad's not touching buttons. Uh, this here little section up here, uh, this is a, a, a little uh, word bubble, like you might see in comic mm, books. Okay. Uh, and I haven't decided what to write in there yet. And so uh, I've got to put some thought in that. Over here, we got uh, mm, my, uh, my socials. You can find me here on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, and uh, it's both the same, Matt Barber. Matt, Matt Barber, check that out. Um, I post probably monthly uh and there's a little name tag here and then i drew some fire fire, drew some fire down here and uh, what does that represent well it's uh holy spirit yeah no i uh the I ori i might what i might do is i might put like a garbage can or something down below here and so i might like start a segment fire. start a segment where i'm just i'll bring on a product and it's like whatever you do don't buy this and then I'll just drop it for the pit. The street fire. sense. Yes, street oh, sense. The pit. <laughs> so good. 
<laughs> it is. Do you remember the slogan? It is fit, fit for, for the, the pit. pit. Remember that? Ah, oh, Jonathan Torrance. Oh. I met Jonathan Torrance at the hospital once in Truro. <laughs> that story that makes time. sense. <laughs> so anyway, I had pneumonia, and uh, anyway, we don't have time for this. So anyway, what I here, what I would like. What I would like is, uh, uh, I've never lived in Toronto. I What I would like is uh, for some suggestions as to what else I could add to my wall back here. If anybody has anything that they think would be good, then I will draw it on there. I am relatively artistic, so uh, try and challenge me. <laughs> okay. So oak or higher level. Okay. <laughs> Gentlemen. Uh, I do want to toss in a very quick Yahoo. This question comes. This one could go on for a while. What's that? Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, this Yahoo says. Uh, this question comes in and it says, "What do you think of ghosts?" Now, just here we go. User Gummy Roach says, "Now that television has gone digital, ghosts are no longer a problem." Mm, the ring. I assume that was the reference. There wasn't something that I was missing. Oh, thank you for explaining that to me. Is I'm, there anything more terrifying? To be honest, I didn't know. Is there anything more terrifying you've ever watched on TV than the way that that girl from the ring crawls when they're uh, coming? Spooky, ah, creepy, terrifying. One of yeah. one of you was it? Uh, which one of you watched the ring two with me at Westlane and then left and went home and then I stayed up all night terrified? That was Andrew. <laughs> I remember when you guys watched Saw and then wouldn't go to sleep afterwards because Brad brought too scary of a movie home. <laughs> I remember, though. You wanted me to stay over. I did. Like, I was terrified. Oh, Just wow, stay over, there's... man. Just stay over. Uh, you know why, though? Because Brad's Brad's some, had some, I'm not even going to say ghosts. I'm going to say poltergeist-type experiences in his life. <laughs> Yahoo Bradley. user Vela says... They are not real. Ghost stories are ridiculous. (laughs) They can go through walls, but also move things. They have clothes on. Why? I mean, modesty first. That's a that's ghost rule number one. Solid point though. Like, are your clothes attached to your spirit, or maybe I guess it's just what you died in? Oh man, I hope heaven's not like that. No, you don't understand. See, as a spirit, wait. Okay, you're you're not. You're not like you're. You are. (laughs) A ecto type plasma. All right. This is the. the <laughs> I feel you can shape that to whatever it is you want. So it's not like you're wearing clothes. They're just a part of you. I I feel like you have a like Ghostbuster doctrine, a Ghostbusting uh, doctrine of some kind. Well, there's so many different ghost me, movies you can gone. you can draw from. I mean, you could go with the Patrick Swayze ghost. Ugh. You know, and he learned how to be able to pick up items. Right. It, it pump can. Yeah, it didn't just happen. Oh, you have to control the ecto. (laughs) Oh, right. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) My fault for not researching first. (laughs) Yeah. So Bradley, you and I come from a part of uh, the Mm. world where ghost stories run rampant. Um, In my home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to tell that story? Uh, If you don't, I will. So the, uh, um, and then we'll pray before we close tonight. But the, uh, but uh, like I'm, up Western PEI, I mean, there's always the, the the burning ship, you know, that's there. And I've shared on this podcast before, but what Lighthouse Willie uh, at West Point Lighthouse. But Bradley, uh, we used to hang out in Bradley's basement all the time. Just it was this clay basement, but he built a platform and we play video games, music, all that fun stuff. So, Golden Eye. 
I'm, oh yeah, lots absolutely. of golden eye. Absolutely. Um, Bradley, I'm at Bradley's house this one night. We're playing video games. I don't even know what time it was. Let's say eleven o'clock midnight, and I'm like, all right, I'm going home. I go home, and then what happens next, Brad? Uh, what happens next is I go to bed, and I'm I'm laying on my couch in in bed, and a bunch of weird things started to happen around me. Now I'm in a basement. There's no windows. Um, you know, it's a, it's a cement foundation all the way around. And <clears throat> let me see if I'm trying to remember if I, uh, let me make sure I get the timeline correctly. I'm, I'm laying in bed and I start hearing, uh, footsteps up in the, like the kitchen area, living room area, which it, no, uh, sorry, that wasn't what happened first. I heard my basement, the basement door slam closed. Now, no, I have to intervene because- please. It would be nothing to hear footsteps in the kitchen at three in the morning at your house because your aunt Sharon was probably up baking cookies. Correct. That was that was a regular occurrence, which to me is weirder than having a ghost in your basement. But it was a regular occurrence. Well, uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Now make sure you thank her because she listens. The absolute best whoopee cookies I've ever had in my life. Uh, so I hear the door slam and that is uh, not normal for the time of night that this was. And, and I go and I look and there's no one around. Everybody's in bed, lights are off, all that stuff. Go back downstairs, lay down all as well. And then I hear footsteps uh, upstairs in the kitchen, living room area and, and like plain as day footsteps, right? Like right over me where I'm laying down. And so uh, I check and there's nobody no one's up there. So now I'm a little freaked out, uh, frankly. And I'm laying down in on my couch and I'm covered up and I can feel a breeze going through the basement. And with, with my cover, I'm not kidding. And I, and I sound like an idiot here, but with my covers over my head, because I'm scared now, I can still feel this breeze happening. And I can hear, I had posters all over my walls and like, you know, classy posters like Limp Biscuit and Power Man 5000 or 3000 or whoever. Mm, I can picture every poster hanging on that right? wall. They're still there. And, um, but I, no can, way. I can hear them all blowing down onto the floor and I can hear the paper rattling and all of this stuff is happening. And I flip open my covers and the breeze is gone and all my posters are on the wall. So, Matt, tell them what happens next. So, I'm in bed. <laughs> And the same night, and at this point, it's probably it's after midnight for sure. Oh yeah, and and there's a knock on my door, like my parents' house, and it's Brad, (laughs) and looks as white as a ghost, (laughs) and he's he's just like, I can't talk about it right now, but I can't stay at my house. I need to need to stay here. So Brad essentially moved into my home (laughs) that night. He was there for two or three days, um, (laughs) just till the ghost cleared out. Well, yeah, and so, we, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. <sighs> I'm, look, I'm looking at my soundboard, and there's a thing here called Evil Laugh, but I haven't tested it, so I'm I'm nervous to even press it. So I'm gonna uh, avoid it. You might you might summon the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's two ninety nine charge. At some other point, we should we'll talk about why my house specifically seems like a hotbed for that yeah. type of thing and the the history of the people the for families night cooking. <laughs> the, oh yeah the families that owned it before and the stories surrounding that family are wild 
wild. Uh, all right. We got one last thing to do, gentlemen. I've been looking forward to it. Well, we got one last thing we'll do together, and then uh, then we'll we'll get out of here for the night. We are going to, again, uh, I wish I had a sweet stinger for this. I'll get it. We're going to play a game of Super Fight. Now, Andrew said if he got anything similar to what he got last time, he was walking. Not just from the <laughs> game, but from the podcast and our friendship. So... Uh, I pulled some strings. I actually didn't. I didn't do a thing. I was just going to let the chips fall where they may. And uh, you'll be happy to know that the chips fell, it looks like, in your favor, I think. I did uh, all right. You, you did all right. So I want you to know, though, that the order in which we are beginning, uh, based on a, a four-sided dice roll, it begins with you and I. Oh, okay. So before we begin this fight, why don't we go through who we are? We'll just go in the order that's on our on our sheet here, and then we'll get into this fight. So so remember, um, Matthew and Lucas, you guys are the judges right now. And for those, if you, uh, I can I put a little uh, uh, viewer count on the top right corner of the screen so that we can see how many people are are watching concurrently. I want you to I want you guys to know we have zero. So no one's going to be voting on this, but people could vote on live stream if they wanted to. They're ghosting us. All right. So I am Keanu Reeves, uh, who can fly at the speed of molasses and can only be killed by a stake through the heart. I think that your whole presentation, you need to talk like Keanu. <laughs> um, Which Keanu? Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Ke- <laughs> Ke- I'm no, Keanu. sorry, not an actor. Sorry, you are the actor Keanu Reeves, not any of his characters. Yeah, you are just Keanu Reeves. I'm Keanu Reeves. That's good enough. Who can fly at the speed of molasses and can only be killed by a stake through the heart? Go ahead, Lucas. What do you got? I thought you said it was you and Andrew. It's Andrew. No, fellas. I said we're gonna. We're all going to go down through who we are. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's right. He did oh, say that. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm a Gojira. Uh, and I can call an orbital bombardments and I can also summon infinite trampolines. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm quite topical actually. Uh, <laughs> I am a poltergeist. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Using star Lord as a club covered in gasoline, which is, I think is worse than covered in toilet paper. Uh, yeah, but I guess you're a poltergeist. So there's, there's some help yeah, there. Sorry. That. Ectoplasma is flammable. Um, I'm Ash. Uh, I, apparently, he's a guy with an arm as a chainsaw. Or a chainsaw uh, as an arm. It's arm you, you just said. Chainsaw. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, also chained to an evil twin. And he's stuck in one of the uh, electric cars for toddlers. <laughs> It's a good one. I can't wait to hear oh, this. It's, it's a winner. I can't wait to hear it's this. It's a winner. <laughs> oh my word! Thanks, Google. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get at. Oh, hey, Star Lord, is that f- like um, the character from Guardians? Guardians? That's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, that is what I thought. All right, uh, now. We can add this as as something that applies to all of us. There's other decks that you can add in that change the dynamics. So I pulled two cards from that. And and here's the context of which we are playing. This applies to all of us. We are deep, deep in the Amazon rainforest while riding the common cold. Keanu Reeves begins to fight. Andrew, 
I just feel it's appropriate to give you the first shot. Go ahead, man. Tell me what you got. All right. Well, you know, I looked up poltergeist. I didn't want the whole I didn't want the whole water buffalo debacle all over again. So I wanted to confirm that I was actually a ghost, which is what I thought I was. And not a seahorse. Yeah, exactly. Not a seahorse. Confirmed. Confirmed. Con- I'm, I'm confirmed. Uh, and you know what? I feel like I'm using Star-Lord as a club, which is going to be the closest thing we have to a stake. And I imagine if Star-Lord is kind of like a flamethrower because he's covered in gasoline. So like he's shooting his laser guns and they're igniting in the gasoline. And so he's got like this flamethrower that's going, and and I feel like the flames would harden. Oh, never mind. Re- reverse. I was thinking you were in molasses. You just go as fast as molasses. Oh man. Uh, and I think I would just try and stab you a whole bunch of times in the heart with my uh, with my steak, Star Lord Club. Uh, and I feel like there's no way you can kill me. So I've I've seen the I've seen those Avenger movies and they're. Guardians movies, and at no point have I ever noted that Star Lord, looking like a big meat steak, uh, he looks like a person, not a steak. What I heard was a lot of mites, and I feel likes is, uh, and basically you just described your character. You didn't actually really say much. Uh, I'm Keanu Reeves. No, you're beautiful. That Keanu Reeves, um, topical. Anyway. Uh, buddy, I can fly. Now, granted, not super fast, but did you know that, was it Boston? A lot of people died, sorry, Boston, in a big molasses explosion. Uh, yes. I wish I wouldn't have laughed at the tail end of that. But <laughs> You're not molasses, though. I know, but <laughs> crap. <clears throat> uh, can both of you lose? <laughs> well, <laughs> Now I, I have no one to vote for at this point. Well, no. it, I really I feel like I don't have a whole lot at my disposal because I'm just the actor Keanu Reeves. But the guy's probably like right. He's so hot right now. He's got so many followers. I guarantee one of those followers uh, knows some magics. You nah, got nah, You can't. Nah. T- you can't tell me Keanu Reeves hasn't been in some kind of film where he's where it's been supernatural and he's learned how to deal with poltergeists uh, as far as like casting them out. Was oh oh oh, Keanu Reeves was in the movie Constantine, which was all about getting rid of ghosts and dealing with the spiritual realm. This guy is trained, trained, and had professional people uh, teach him all about the spiritual have realm. Have you watched the movie Constantine? I have indeed. <laughs> okay, I sure have. Long ago, and so it doesn't matter that he can fly. He just pulls some Constantine stuff and uh, and kills you. I've made my decision. Matt, have you made Hold your on. decision? Also, hey. No, I feel like you've... Where's the timer at anyway? Yeah, well, I didn't start it because uh, there's nobody <laughs> watching. So there's no... Oh, we have one viewer. Guys, which one of us is it? I'm on there. I'm oh, on there. rats. <laughs> I, I oh, no. He's the only one who gets to vote. Um, yeah, how do I vote? No. <laughs> I think it's... I think to vote, you have to type exclamation mark and then the name or exclamation mark vote and then one of our names. Doesn't matter. It's too hard. It's yeah. Too hard. All right. I'm gonna do my, my. Hold on. I can only die by a stake to the heart. And let me just say that right off the bat. Very unique. Andrew does not have a stake. His poltergeist is ethereal, or as Matt would put him, ectoey. And so, can he really do anything to me? 
he's not even in my plane of existence, but I can affect his as Keanu Reeves from Constantine. All right. Um, I'm giving it to Andrew. What? His poltergeist powers can form into a stake. Um, also, you might not be able to kill him, but I think you could vanquish him, I would think, with your Star-Lord clubs and your covered in gasoline stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give this one to Andrew. Yay. So what if, what happens if it's a tie? It, Good point. If it's a tie, yeah. then we... I'm just kidding. I'm we, giving it to Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I got to give it to uh, got to give it to Andrew here only because I think Bradley uh, broke one of the major rules of this game, which was he stepped outside of the realm of what we actually know. And which was uh, what started talking about something about followers knowing magic. I don't know where <laughs> that was, and yeah. so I, you lost me there, and you lost the round. I really feel like you could have played like Keanu Reeves. Don't is, tell me how I could have won. Just be like quiet. Heavily trained in martial arts. <laughs> have you not seen John Wick? No, I haven't seen or any the Matrix. of those. Oh man, you Matrix guys took that stuff away out. from me. You you guys were like, before we got into this, you're like, so it's just Keanu Reeves, right? No, no, but he's like you said, he's trained in those things, anyways. But he's trained in getting rid of ghosts. Anyway, Brad, you lost. <sighs> Well, uh, just so you know, it now goes Andrew again versus Lucas. Okay. Oh, this is a cakewalk for me. Lucas, you go (laughs) first. Uh, Well, Godzilla is Godzilla. Um, So he, I mean, just that by itself, I think, could squish most things and crush most things and light fire to most things and use nuclear breath on most things. And on top of that, you have the orbital bombardment. I think I would just use the infinite trampolines at the end kind of for fun. Like once I've killed the thing, then I just drop them down for fun. And I'm going to keep this short and brief as not to annoy the judges. Next. <laughs> Very well, good. Well, there's a lot of holes in that because let me begin <laughs> with this. So Don't help well, him. Wait, wait don't me. help him. Oh, well, my soul. Yeah, I was all prepped. Shoot, I should have <laughs> wish I had this round. Oh, Andrew, my my apologies. <laughs> well, there's a lot of holes in this. Let me <laughs> 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 No, I would say like with uh, with my poltergeist, uh, they like to play a lot of tricks and and be like mischievous and stuff. And so with Godzilla, I'd want to like be a little more sly and like I'd kind of get him running around in the city like crazy and running into buildings and, and you know just hurting himself a That's lot. Like my a, favorite. He does that doesn't a, hurt him. He loves it. Being, <laughs> being a trickster, and then I would just you know hit him a lot with Star Lord. Um, just at the end there when he was getting down low, but 30 stories tall meat club is only so effective. Just kind of, you know, well, you're interrupting me. I did not interrupt you, sir. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, interrupting Godzilla says what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would just, you know, genuine, I would just be mischievous and I would just drive Godzilla insane. And then he would just run off into (laughs) a volcano, Mount Fuji volcano. Uh, Judge us. Uh, uh, UL, don't worry. I, I have been. Um, <laughs> Matthew, are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, I Yeah. So my big issue here is that I feel like Lucas has uh, only focused on the fact that he's Godzilla and did not call into fact the other two pieces that are part of his story. And then we look at uh, you take look notes. At Andrew. What's that? Did you take notes? On my screen, it looks like you're looking down at notes. <laughs> I'm looking at their I'm looking at their powers and stuff like that. I um, did talk about orbital bombardments for the for the record. 
uh, you didn't touch on it nearly as much as you should have. I was trying not to talk too long. Anyway, go ahead. And uh, as far as Andrew goes, um, uh, again, didn't use the gasoline. The idea of trying to run Godzilla into buildings, that's not a thing. And so I. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know it's not a thing? <laughs> just watch one of the dozens of Godzilla movies there is. It, there. Is there a Godzilla versus Poltergeist movie? I'm sure they're working on it. <laughs> anyway, this round, this round, I got to give it to uh, to Lucas. Oh, boo. Sorry, bro. Boo. How do you kill a post poltergeist? We're going to clear fire. Brad, your, your thoughts? Man, I found this hard because what everything you were saying, you were you were at the end being like, it kills most kinds of, and most kinds of, you, you kept saying about the things that it was doing. But then... Andrews was basically taking Godzilla out for a walk. Um, yeah. Tuckering me right out for a nap. And then trying to, yeah, slapping trying him just as he falls asleep. Him. Wow. I was trying to be creative and not just say he, I hit Tim with Star-Lord a bunch. Well, you did, say, you did say that. You did say that. <laughs> exactly those words. Yeah, but I didn't just say that. No. <laughs> you, you, go back, you go back later tonight after this is done and you rewind a little bit and you'll see, you said I hit him with star Lord a bunch. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying I didn't just say that, which is what I was going to do. Oh my word. I vote for Lucas. Oh, wow. Here we go. Wow. All right. Uh, Good luck, gentlemen. Uh, You're up, Matthew. Thank you very much. Um, First, I want to introduce you to my character, Ash, a little bit of backstory on him. (laughs) Um, it's Pokemon. An hour ago, you didn't know who he was. <laughs> I, I'm tired of Matt. Matt takes I, liberties. I still don't. Ash uh, is a uh, young man who's been through a lot of trauma and turmoil in his life. Uh, one of which is where he lost his arm, but but God blessed him with a chainsaw uh, as an arm, and so that is really one of his main uh, weapons now. He's being saddled, and I'm saying that in a way where we're going to come back to that with an evil twin. When in fact, which where some way may look at that as as a as a disability. As someone who owns a pair of twins, go ahead. It is in fact, absolutely. I have two <laughs> evil twins. Uh, who, as in fact, uh, that actually becomes one of his greatest strengths. Because here's here's the deal with Ash. Ash is a good guy deep down. He really is, but he's he's got the evil twin piece. And so if we're up to Ash. He would never use the chainsaw in defense or or as an attack. But the evil twin is there who's really in sometimes he's the one that gets him in trouble. But other times he's the voice of reason saying, Ash, if you want to live, we got to do this, bro. And so this is the, the, the combination, the relationship of them. Then you throw on top of that uh, that they are in the notes. It says they're stuck in one of those electrical cars. They choose to be in this electrical car because there's and there's two major reasons for this. One is that the amount of amount of energy and eco-friendly energy actually that they're saving from not having to walk or run everywhere then saves them what they need for to, to be able to go into battle. Here's the other part and I don't know this might be a little over your head as far as your knowledge but where does Godzilla uh, live Lucas? Heaven. No. <laughs> Godzilla lives God. underwater. Oh, I thought you said God, where does God live? <laughs> Godzilla, okay? Can we focus? Godzilla lives underwater. That's where he that's where he lives. And all that it takes is to kill this this dinosaur really is to drop 
this electric car into the water with a Godzilla battery where the Godzilla meets his end. Actually, you know what the benefit is, is you've been dropping so many orbs that they actually magnify the power of the electricity coming from that car. And he's essentially, he's just sizzled. That's it. Victory for Ash. And then in a very true David and Goliath type story, he uses his chainsaw arm to cut off Godzilla's head. All right. uh, My turn. Oh yeah! If you want, to, you're gonna waste your time. But go ahead. Okay. All right. I, you know, I know that if you throw a tiny little micro car battery into the ocean, it does electrocute for miles and miles, which I don't think it really does. Have um, you ever licked and- one? <laughs> no, I tell me I, that it doesn't. But here's the problem. Okay. I, I you know, Ash's chainsaws, uh, evil or good, are you know, they're cute and everything. But here's the thing. Like this Godzilla, we've seen him take out jets and planes and direct hits from tanks and all kinds of stuff like that. It doesn't seem to bother him. I don't think even if you let him chainsaw, like, I don't think it would really bother him at all. I think it's going to be run up to them. Well, you can't run up, drive up in the very slow moving, taller Hot Wheels car. Uh, They try to saw one reluctantly and one excitedly try to cut into my guy. And he just looks down at them and either steps on them or atomic breast them. And then, of course, not to forget the orbital bombardments. If I want, I could do that before they get to me. And then, you know, I think even the trampolines could probably kill them at this point. But I'm going to stick with first Godzilla, then if we need them, orbital bombardments, and then infinite trampolines. And they're they're done. Sorry. Uh, Which I'm actually in favor of because, again, I'm telling you that the or the orbital orbit whatever you got there the orbies <laughs> the orbi bombardment orbies they uh they magnify the electricity how Jesus. is it that we've been <laughs> talking for a, an hour and 12 minutes do, uh, do, based uh, on the last 10 minutes take i understand 40. how uh well good grief guys i am i am at a crossroad of how to vote here i Matt really came in with a a, a plan. Of a guy a t- hold with on. a saw hold or on. Godzilla. Yeah, and but then I think I need to point out though, Lucas. At no point was I using the saw. It's a great feature, but it wasn't <laughs> the primary attack. <laughs> then I think, right, how many right, movies has Godzilla been in? Battery. Like Godzilla has survived how much stuff? Mm. Mm. Andrew, do you actually, know- that's not true. If you were to go back, every one of the movies is a remake. Because he dies at the end of most of these movies. Usually they always see like the tail flip away at the very end as he escapes. And in most of the movies too, he dies because he's electrocuted by a car in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Like the same thing every time. (laughs) Send in the Priuses. Um, Andrew, are you ready to vote? I'm ready to vote. Okay, cast your vote. I got to go with Lucas. I have to go with Lucas as well. Are you serious? So I think that I think what you're judging on is skewed. And I'm just so I've I've muted Matt's voice <laughs> from the podcast. And uh Lucas, just congratulations. Won, congratulations Thank on the you. win. How, how's Thanks. it feel? I don't know. It's funny because orbital bombardment and and trampolines are pretty sweet, but I didn't really have to lean on them because oh, Godzilla. I'm telling you. He figured it out again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the way you determine a winner should not be on the logic of it. That's not the point of this game. It should be on the creativity. And Lucas has fallen flat on the creativity piece as he has with the rest of his life. 
And so we moving forward. Yeah, well, that's how we got through my round. The same thing. He said, I bombard him. Godzilla. Orbitably. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for spending the last hour and change with us. We've enjoyed having you. I hope that you've survived this episode. And remember that you can always connect with us. And Lucas is going to talk to you about how you do that. Lucas, take us out of here. All right. Well, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Oxford Holy Club or email OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. If you're using social media, throw up the hashtag OHClub. And it means a lot to us if you give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It is how we share this with people. We do not pay to advertise. And if you give us a great, re- uh, great rating, one of us will read it on air. Not only that, but you can now call into the show and leave us a one-minute voice message. So click the link in the description and ask us anything or leave us a comment. Unless you tell us otherwise, we will put it in the show. You also need to know we don't pay to advertise. So any growth that we have comes from you. So sharing with others is critical and we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You know what? More important than anything that we've done here today. Until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.